This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Welcome to the Nakuda podcast. Shai Gutman with uh, Rosh Hashanah fast approaching I'm going to try to fit in this podcast I don't know what's going to happen in the succeeding couple of weeks uh, with the Toivin coming up it's um, possible that we may not get out a podcast every week so please bear with us um, definitely check your emails and see <clears throat> if it's uh, possible or not but in the meantime, of course, <clears throat> as everyone is uh, desperately uh, attempting to make use, best use of the time in their preparations for uh, Rosh Hashanah, both Ruchnis and Gashmias, um, I wanted to expand on some of the ideas that we talked about last week regarding the idea of Midas uh, and how they relate to the uh, issue of Tshuva and uh, how to prepare properly for the coming Yom Tov. Um, Midas, by the way, is a theme that goes throughout the Yom Tovim and reaches its uh, culmination in Sukkot, where we have the Ushpizen, which are based on the Ovis, you know, the, the uh, forefathers, each of, which, each of which corresponds with Amida, Abraham, Chesed, Yitzhak, Gvura, uh, Yaakov, Rachamim, and so on. Uh, so it's something that bears uh, investigation to really understand it on a deeper level of what's going on. So last week we were talking about uh, some of the ideas of the connection between Midas and emotion uh, as being not solely uh, actions that we take, but also connected with uh, emotions, which uh, when we develop that emotional uh, connection and emotional involvement, that will also affect the Midas that... Um, are expressed, and we know there is a very important uh, concept of mida and mida. In other words, through the midas that we exercise here in this world, Hashem responds correspondingly with that mida in the uh, from the world, you know, from the world of uh, shefa, of, of uh, energy, and uh, therefore we bring down. Uh, expressions of that midah from Hashem to us by doing that towards Hashem and you know doing those mitzvahs that, that embody that midah. So for example, if a person gives tzedakah down here, so it, that's a stimulus for Hashem to give us shefa and, and uh, um, sustenance from on high. If you do uh, a nice thing with somebody, an expression of chesed to someone, that's also to get expression of love back if you control your, your uh, emotions or control your behavior. Down here, that's the, then, then the expression of gvura is, uh, is things like um, shmira, which um, you know, protects us and uh, vanquishes our enemies, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I wanted to kind of expand it into another area today, which I think can really uh, be a very exciting um, direction in avoidance of Hashem, uh, service of Hashem in general. Um, but first, I'd like to talk, you know, how does it connect with the parsha specifically? Uh, so the parsha is, which is usually connected with Rosh Hashanah, talks about um, so this idea of everyone 
you're all standing in front of me, and uh, uh, both those that are here today and those that aren't here today, as Rashi says, that that's referring to uh, previous generations and and future generations. So it's blood virtual. All the only the shumas that have been or will ever be are also sitting standing with us today. Um, meaning that the Rosh Hashanah is a time that brings everyone together and everything together, and from all walks of life. We're talking about from the water carriers to the uh, to the the uh, wood uh, the woodmen wood choppers. Um, everyone is here together, and really an expression of actus. Everyone's important. Everyone's essential. Everyone uh, has a role to play in that total picture. So. Uh, that leads us to a very important uh, understanding, which I think is somewhat neglected, is the idea that, first of all, the world is full of different creations on different levels. Uh, we're told that there are four worlds, so not only do we have uh, virtually infinite uh, number of creations, both you know from the microscopic to the macroscopic to the cosmic uh, here in this world, this physical world, but we also then go from the physical world to the world of angels, which also is packed with all kinds of angels on all kinds of massive levels and with all kinds of functions. And you go from that to the, the Kisiyah COVID, which is again filled with a whole other set of, of, of massive things. And when you, you know, look into the, the uh, Kabbalist forum, you see unbelievable uh, numbers and, and dimensions of things. Of course, you know, the physical is not to be understood, or that these 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 uh, descriptions not to be ex- understood in a physical way. But these uh, entities do exist, and then of course up to all the way up to see this with the the midas themselves and the shema savaya, and that's also virtually unlimited. So was, there's a tremendous tremendous magnitude to the creation as a whole, and everything is working together uh, simultaneously, uh, synchronously. Everything is. Uh, feeding with each other and everything is is giving to each other and everything is there for the sake of each other and it's all one massive uh, scenario which uh, the more you learn, the more you appreciate and the more we understand that Hashem is 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 out, what does Hashem want to do with all of this stuff? Why did he create it? such a complicated universe uh, it's a complicated creation on all these different levels is because it gives us pleasure it gives him pleasure to survey this this tremendous organism going on on all these levels and how it everything is is interacting with everything else and also that the fact that he put it all under our control in the sense that that through our bechira through our choices we are affecting what goes on in all of these different dimensions and it's really under our control. It's, we're the we're the catalyst. We're the ones who are stimulating. We have the power either to sustain it and cause it to flourish and blossom, or by not doing the right thing, we are cutting off the, the life force of these things. So we talk about Rosh Hashanah as being a time of, of judgment. What we're really talking about is a time of evaluation of just how much is going to be... Um, Transmitted how much of this this life force and this energy and the, the the rewards and you know all of the things that have to and, and and consequences of actions because of the fact that Hashem has given us so much responsibility and so much power um, it's obviously that there's going to be a time of reckoning when this is going to be evaluated and it's 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 uh, 
we're going to see the results, you know, whether they're good or whether they're bad. It's, it, it, it drives home to us the level of our responsibility and the importance of our job here and the importance of our role. So that is basically what we are going through on Rosh Hashanah and why it's so essential and there's so much emphasis put on preparing for it and because that this is like where you, the budget is, is determined for the, the coming year and all the good stuff that hopefully is, is coming to us will actually be able to come down you know, by, by the fact that we are um, uh, deserving of it. You know? And if we're not deserving, then, then we have to somehow stimulate Hashem's uh, compassion so that he, give it, he gives it to us even though we're not deserving of it. So it's, it's interesting with all of this kind of pressure and all of this uh, emphasis put on this day and the importance of the day and the fact that the standard uh, way that it's presented, at least in, you know, the, the, the sport of showing them everything, they're all emphasizing this aspect of pachad, of, of, of uh, dread, of, of, of fear, you know, because you realize the, the uh, you know, the uh, massive importance of the day the concept, the, the the implications of what goes on during this day, and also the fact that it's dependent so much on our own behavior that if you know if we did something wrong, we better make amends now so that we are um, we can wipe that out, you know, wipe the slate clean, and you know, show that we're going to be better next time. Um, and but so so it remains to be understood why, for example, by most a lot of Hasidish uh, places, at least if not in Lipish as well. Or other other areas, I'm not sure how the Spartan handle it, but there's a lot of very um, uplifting, you know, freilicha nigunim, a lot of you know marches and 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 uh, you know uh, there there are happy nigunim as well as a serious nigunim. It's not just all uh, uh, so serious. So why how, how is that? And also, you know, it's been brought out that this, the, the typical, at least with Ashkenazim, the typical melody that we have for Ashanu Bagadnu is also like a major key. It's so you know that's kind of uh, bouncy. And you know how can we do that? We're, we're reciting our averis. So you know is the the mushal that's given about the uh, the the. the the janitor in the king's palace that's cleaning out the palace with a with a happy tune, because after all, he has the job of being in the king's palace. You know, what if you're going to be a janitor? That's like the best place to be. So you you have that opportunity to clean out the king's palace. So in the same way, the neshama of a of a yid is particularly so precious to Hashem on such a high level that if we are able to clean that out, that's a big deal. So, but let's talk about the real you know what's really going on in this process of tshuva on a little bit of a higher level. How at least me specifically, there are everybody knows that there are the three basic uh, levels or stages of tshuva that everybody talks about. One is harata to really uh, seriously regret what you did. You know, first of all, you have to have a uh, some kind of a cheshbon um, nefesh uh, where you go through what you did, and if you did something wrong, that you want to atone for it. Then you have to really regret that you did it. See, it was really wrong. And then to to um, and the third stage is uh, that well then the second stage is to decide that you're not going to continue that behavior, and um, a couple of those is taking it on for the future that you're really not going to repeat that kind of behavior again. That's you're leaving that over completely, and you're now going to go on a different path. Um, so 
the pro- there are a couple problems with that that I think everyone faces. First of all, it's not so easy to know what we did wrong. Um, to really identify specific things, and second of all, it's not so easy to, under, to to you know to leave those behaviors behind, and also it's not so easy to understand what we're going to do going forward. And I think we mentioned last week that if you talk about midas, you talk about that that there's this whole idea of correcting our uh, our attitudes and our uh, emotional response to things and like that. So that's really unending. That's, you know, that can go as far as you want. But the problem is that it still can get depressing if you do decide that you're really not, a, you know, you haven't been a good boy, I'm a good girl, you're not, you're not uh, behaving like, it, like you should be doing it. Um, where does that leave you? It leaves you in a negative space. And if you simply say, oh, I'm going to get, if you're, you're all of your, your, uh, concentration and, and um, uh, all of your uh, focusing is based on what you did wrong and that, that all the stuff you're not going to do, then it's very difficult to understand what you are going to do for the future. So it's, all, it's what it is, this is kind of a process of emptying out with nothing to replace it with, which can actually be dangerous because when you create that empty space, and you just decide, well, I'm I'm no good, and you start to look at yourself in a negative, uh, in a, a negative way, then that can get to lead to depression and to become even less productive than you were before, and even leave room for like, you know, I don't care, you know, uh, I'm so bad that uh, I'll never mount anything anyway. So I mean, an extreme case, and even in a not such an extreme case, it can lead to persons who just kind of feel like, you know, uh, kind of aimless, like, you know, what am I going to do? What, what what's the difference? So. Of course, if you have specific things that are identifiable and they're easy to spot and you know what you did wrong and you know you know you can't do that again, so of course you have to deal with those things. But what about and what about people who feel that they're conscientious and they're trying their best and, and they don't and they haven't they haven't, they haven't uh, identified specific things that require such you know radical correction and they feel like you know so what's this whole thing about? What's the big deal? So. What I would like to propose here is that, just like we talked about, that this concept of a mulei kol uretz kavoidoi, mulei kol kavoidoi, that the earth is full of his glory, and the real point of the creation is that Hashem should have nachas, he should have a, a tainik and a joy in, in participating together with his creation in creating a world the way it's supposed to be and it's based on the principles with which he instituted it to begin with. So that it's not just a matter of always, every time, getting try, get, trying to get back to ground zero. It's uh, talking about building something that's really a source of nachas, and that we're participating together with the entire creation to create something that is, that is uh, just uh, blooming and, 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 as we said, you know, just, just blossoming with all kinds of wonderful things. Gan uh, you know, it's supposed to be a wonderful, beautiful place. So how do we get there? You know, if we're talking about building something great for the future, wonderful for the future, then what? Where do where do we go for that? If there's you know, if we're just concentrating on mitzvahs loisas, all the things we're not supposed to do. So of course there are mitzvahs essay, which tells us what we are supposed to do. And one of the things that we very often um, uh, mess up on is that we miss doing mitzvahs essay that we should have done. In other words, there were things that, positive things that we could have done and should have done, and we just ignored them or, or uh, uh, 
didn't notice them or for one, some reason neglected them. So that's one area, first of all, that's important to look at is not just what we did specifically wrong in terms of being over an essay, an Eloise essay, it was something that Hashem told us not to do, we did it anyway, but also things that Hashem has told us to do in general and we simply lost the we missed the opportunity to do them, in which case we're also you know, re uh, responsible for that. But I'm talking even beyond that. I'm talking about on the area of Midas, when we understand that Hashem created the, the world, the cosmos, the universe, all these different levels through specific Midas. And if we you know, look at the, the, the ten Midas or even just the seven lower Midas, these are Midas that are expressed not only through um, emotion but also through action. And if we do, if we fill it, it, it's, it's it, because everything is made up of these midas. So therefore, all of our time and all of our neshama and all of our uh, uh, activity in the world is mamela automatically is filled with, or potentially filled, with these midas. Now, of course, if a person goes around like a robot and he doesn't feel anything and he doesn't look for Hashem in anything and he doesn't look for the opportunities that exist in virtually everything he does to link it up with one or the other of these midas, which our which our forefathers already showed us how they you know re realize those midas in their own lives, and Hashem has showed us how he realizes it in terms of how he created the world, and so we have already the guidelines of what to do, but we don't use them for their potential. So it's it's similar to the idea of uh, sort of a muscle, you know, a metaphor to a businessman. You know, a successful businessman, he's always looking for opportunities to be able to find a good deal, you know, to, to, to find something to invest in that he thinks is going to be profitable for him. So every businessman is different. They, they specialize in certain areas, one's into real estate, one's into high tech, one's into to, uh, you know, entrepreneurs starting new businesses, one is into to communications, you know, there's many different areas um, that, that different businessmen specialize in according to their own talents and their own, you know, chish, their own, their own, uh, uh, what, what excites them and what, you know, what they, where they see the potential. So, in the same way, every person is created with his own, uh, his own DNA of, of a combination of midas, which means that these midas are, just as they're in the creation in potential until that potential is realized, they're in our own nishamas, until we realize them and bring them out in the open to become really who we are. But the other thing about uh, that we have to always watch when we are um, when we are bringing these things out in, in, into the into the open and doing hopefully good things is to realize that these minutes are not our own. It was a, you take talented people, people people who have you know we're, uh, a person with a with a nice voice is instructed you know you should you should use your voice to serve Hashem, and you use you know your your people who are very uh, uh, good at giving things over you know are, are are giving classes and that kind of thing or people you know these are all good things. The problem is that when people identify these the midas and 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 the abilities and the talents that go to create them as being their own, then they're basically looking at. It's reflecting back on themselves instead of reflecting on Hashem. So if they use it, in a sense, to build themselves up, and it's very hard 
to avoid that because if people are praising you and saying how great you are and everything else, then you start to believe it and you start to associate it with yourself and your own self-development, whatever your own skills, like basically. Um, you, it's, it, what it really is, is is similar to the idea of, of a father gives a child uh, a coin to put into a pushka, you know, that he should have something to put into the tzedakah that to, to enable him to develop that mid of wanting to give tzedakah, that, 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 uh, that habit of giving tzedakah make it easier for him as he's growing up. And then he starts to take pride, and then maybe saying, they've been complimenting him for a while, you just you did, did that so beautifully. You know, so, so he thinks that, oh, he's such a, such a, uh, he's such a great kid because he did that. Stuff. So hopefully, as he gets older, he realizes that it was all, he was only able to do that because his father gave him, not only gave him the thing to put in the pushka, but also instructed him exactly what to do in, 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 in putting in the pushka. So he has nothing to become gaivadik about. He has nothing to, 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 uh, to become arrogant because he, he did the thing. So the same way with every middah is that it's really Hashem that's behind the whole thing. He's giving us the koyach to do it. He's telling us what to do. He's giving the, the wherewithal to be able to do it. And he's giving the midas to be able to do it. But on the other hand, to go to the other extreme and say that therefore we are nothing and we have no part in it at all and who am I? I'm, I'm absolutely nothing and I can't take credit for anything. That is also, Hashem doesn't want that either. Because the whole idea of giving us a, the, 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 the mitzvah and free choice was the idea of Nahamad Kasifa. If we don't if we, if, if we don't have anything to feel proud of and to feel like we deserve something, then when we get to Olam Haba, we're going to be so embarrassed because we're getting all this good stuff that we're going to feel we have nothing to, to show for ourselves. So this way, the fact that Hashem created us as a creation and we took on the, 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 the responsibility and the, the uh, commitment to do mitzvahs, to follow His roots and to do what He wants us to do and to infuse that with joy, so we're doing it joyfully. We're doing it. We're doing it, you know, with a, with our our total minds and hearts, and through using, making a con a conscious effort to use the midas and ascribe those midas to Hashem, then this is something that will fill us up with a godliness, which we and hopefully everyone else will be able to ascribe to Hashem, and will be able to feel good about ourselves using out our our creatureness, the fact that we were created to do Hashem's roots, which is all he wants anyway, and then to realize that Hashem really loves us for that. He, 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 this is all he's asking from us, and this is if we do it, you know, if we go, go the extra mile to go, you know, extra credit to do even more than we're required to do, then he's going to uh, reward us very well for it, because he really, we're giving him znachas, we're giving him a lot of pleasure. So, he comes out with all this, that, number one, Midas are something that are our inheritance. They are from Hashem, who is our father. And they're through all the others, which are our ancestors. And, you know, it's, that's why in the Shemona Esri, it says, you know, uh, talks about Avrom, Mitzvah, and Yaakov, and, and how they're, they're, they're the others, and, and that Hashem gives us all of this Bahava and, and goes through them, until Mashiach, and everything else. This is all because it's, it belongs to us. It's something that was given to us by Yerisha. It's something that we inherited that's part of us already, but it's still a potential. So when we use it, when we use the davening and, and the mitzvahs and, and, and the learning to, to 
link it up with specific midas so we see where is the love being expressed, where is, where is the, 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 the gvura being expressed, where is the, the, the compassion being expressed, where is the, where is the, the perseverance uh, expressed, and where are, where are we singing to Hashem and, 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 uh, and celebrating before Hashem, you know, the hoid, there's all this, and then, you know, uh, uh, producing something with it, and, and, and you know, justice, and malchus, all of these things are, are, have their whole highest and their whole beauty and the whole involvement with them is davka through the midas because they are expressing the midas. So once we see that that you know we look for these things, we see the opportunity. So there's also the charata is largely the, the the regret is when we left something behind, like a businessman who you know leaves money on the table and he sees he, he missed an opportunity to invest in something which would have been a great investment. Is that that's that's like an embarrassment. That's like a, that really causes him pain. You know, because he could have had so much, and he, and he missed the opportunity. So the same thing, should our, a lot of our pain and our harata on Rosh Hashanah is davka, because there is stuff that we uh, that we could have developed and didn't. So this is is enough of a reason to be both joyful and uh, and contrite and humble at the same time. If a person really has this midas consciousness, and this is the focus of his avoida, then at the same time he's happy for the, to have the opportunities, and he realizes that Hashem is giving this all this potential through love, because he wants us to develop these, these, this potential. At the same time, he knows it's coming from Hashem, so he's humble, and he realizes it's not his. He didn't do anything to deserve the the potential itself, the, the abilities, and the fact that he chose to develop them is simply because he wants to do the Ritz on Hashem, because that's what Hashem sent him, uh, sent, sent him here to do. And uh, he shouldn't pat himself on the back for it. That's, that's his shlichus. That's why he was given the, those, those uh, capabilities. And, then, and, and, and so it's, there's that joyfulness. And at the same time, looking back on his you know, previous performance, he realizes that there's a lot more that he could have done, and there's a lot more that he can do. And now he's going to try to fill himself up to the ultimate expense that he can with the specific, you know, uh, um, as we said, the the, the uh, midas DNA that he has in his own neshama to to take advantage of all of that on a daily basis in everything that he does and 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 live out life to the fullest, so to speak. Live out, you know, this all the potential in order to do the true rutz of neshama. So I think that that you know that's a pretty big uh, uh, handful to, uh, to 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 think about uh, both preceding Rosh Hashanah and on Rosh Hashanah itself to realize that we're celebrating this massive creation that Hashem created and that is supposed to be joyfully uh, you know uh, using out the, the the life for its full. Its full power and full potential and full of ability to give Hashem nachas, and also to um, to live joy, uh, live live life joyfully and productively. So yeah, I wish everybody a um, And you know, if you have any suggestions how to improve the podcast or to you know to spread it around, it's kind of a little dormant right now. Uh, I'd be very open to suggestions, and also I would hope that um, that you do you know talk to others about it as well. But again, this next couple of weeks, I'm not sure exactly what it's going to be, so just stay in touch. If you would like to contribute to the organization that produces these podcasts and see what else we're doing, access some of our other uh, materials, you can find that at nakuda.org. That's N-E-K-U-D-A-H 
That is nakuda.org. And um, you can also have the option to email us and contribute to dedicate the podcast in memory or in honor of any occasion or in memory of some loved one or whatever. Uh, and we'd be very happy to get that support. Thank you so much.